Gibbons, how are you? I'm back again. I'm doing good. How you doing? Um, just that thing you were doing right there, I just kind of creeped me out a little because I was like imagining a dude who does that, and when he's uh, you know, come. reaching the moment, and he just says it like that. Come, come, <laughs> come, come, come. It's almost like that one video from YMH where he's just like, "Come for me." It's just like, Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, yes. don't say it like that. You're making it weird. <laughs> making it so Sorry, weird. Sorry, I made it weird. No, I liked it. I like it weird. Come. Well, that's a fun way to start off an episode, but... <laughs> right if you it. like to come, write us at farkoshka at gmail.com. We better have as many emails as there are people on the earth. Absolutely. Or I mean, we have so many sitting in the email, we just... Yeah, don't have time to get to them, you know? Some episodes we just don't, but so yeah. many people writing in. Seeing like 10,000 unread emails is so disheartening. It's like, I can't even tackle that right now. Mm-hmm. Well, that being said, I, on the social medias for the longest time on my personal page, I'd post up whatever film I'm watching, like right when I start it. Yeah. And it occurred to me, as like, I just end up talking about these shows on the Jerk of Wayne show anyways. So I'm going to move all those comments over to our Facebook page. And so if you would like to participate in the movie chatting and in-between shows activity, like, go to our Facebook page. It's just the Jake of Wayne show and like it. And I figure it's worth mentioning, um, if you subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe to us on Spotify or iTunes or whatever. That really helps us out. It's the quickest, easiest little thing for you to do, and it means the world to us. So Indeed. if you just find the time, leave a quick little review. If you leave a review with something nice to say, um, you know, de definitely do that. Um, one thing I've learned with my art business, Art JWB, um, only leave a five-star review, though. And if you don't feel it, don't just don't review it. If you're like, ah, you know, I'm going to try to be one of those connoisseurs who's like, it is good, but it could use... Just please don't do that. Because oh. basically, Google, YouTube, all those sites are just like, well, this must suck then if it's 4.5. So inevitably, we will get somebody who 
it's just going to be like, yeah, it's, a, it's two stars, meh. And then it'll average out. But since we're new, we're up and coming, if you want to support us, just give us a five and be like, hey, we love you. And then we'll go from there, and that'll get us going. Exactly. My uh, This is, reminds me of the story. My dad got his truck serviced at the local place, and they sent him a survey, and I don't remember what the, the thing was. You do the survey, you get something, right? So he filled out the mm-hmm. survey, and of course he didn't give him five stars. And they started calling him like every other day, being like, hey, what, why didn't you give us five stars? What can we do to like get like five stars? And literally the corporations like will not accept under five stars. Like below five stars is bad. Just like you said, it's just stupid. So yeah, it's a stupid system. It's broken. So just give everything five stars. Cause it's, or, it, or just don't or, do it or give yeah. it one star. If you really fucking hate them. Exactly. That's, those are the two options. That's, there's no middle stars. It's five or one. Don't let yeah. them fool you. Well, and oh man, that was having me thinking of something real quick. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, recently, I've been getting some art supplies from Amazon.com. I know, evil, bad. But sometimes certain things are more convenient, and you go to a local store, which I won't call out. You see how much an easel costs there and how much an easel costs on Amazon.com. You're like, well, fuck, man. Like, I'm not even going to use it that much. It's just for these larger canvases, at least for now, you know? If that takes yeah. off, then I'll get a nicer one from a local spot. But experimental stuff, especially like something like socks or like cocoa butter head protective lotion. Yes, these are things Ooh. I searched. Amazon.com is probably where I'm going to go. And obviously, Amazon needs to work on their ethics for how they treat their employees and environmental impact, so on and so forth. Their predatory ways of attacking mom and pop shops to kill them. A lot of that needs to be handled. That being said, the convenience is just stellar. They need to provide the piss jugs for the workers instead of making them bring their own from home. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look, everybody knows that Facebook, YouTube, Amazon, these companies are what runs America now. Like, Trump saying he was going to sue them was laughable. Yeah. Okay, have fun with that, buddy. Like, obviously, he's just grifting and trying to raise more money from his followers that are still hanging on. And, yeah, believe me, I'm not underestimating 2024 issues but that's a whole other thing that i don't want to think about yet i'm gonna wait as long as i can till it's like necessary oh yeah we'll be thinking about it too much soon enough indeed when the you know when the election starts in 2022 and not for the house or you know congress or anything like that like we'll be talking about the presidential election in a few months but that's a bit of a tangent my only point being is that when I get on Amazon and I order a thing of socks, like what's more basic than it's just a sock and it goes on your foot, keeps your foot warm. This one's a little nicer than a regular sock. It's like meant for runners. Uh, this one has like breathable material, but at the end of the day, it's a fucking sock, right? Yep. And you get on the Amazon reviews and you'll see five star. 
incredible, the best sock I've ever had. And you're like, all right, calm down. And then there's another one that's like five stars. And you're just like, you know, this is, I mean, this has changed the way I live my life. And then after that, it's a one star review. Like the packaging was all wrong. And I ended up putting the one with the L on my R foot and the one with the R on my L foot. And I, it, and there was a thread that was off on one of them. So this company was lying to me. This thing sucks. <laughs> yes, exactly. I give that pun a one star review. <laughs> it ruined my life. I hate it. <laughs> but it's just the difference between the five and the one. And you're like, you both know you're full of shit. Like, if we were all being honest, the sock is like, yeah, it's like a three or a four. Most things are a three or a four. And usually it depends on the cook who's working in the back. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. It's the person delivering it, making it, selling it, whatever, that sometimes adds to the quality. Like, I hate it when I go to a restaurant that I love that is consistently amazing. And just by the nature of the business... They have to hire some schlubby teenager every now and again. And he fucks up a order or whatever. And then this person gets on Yelp or whatever and says, this is the worst restaurant ever. Worst service. Person didn't even talk to me. And I'm into those reviews if you consistently go to a place and it's like, wow. You know, it's like the three strike rule. Yep. I think you should give certain restaurants like two three times unless it's just awful and you're like i don't feel like it but if you don't feel like it just leave it alone just walk away and be like all right not going back there but if you're like this is supposed to be good like whatever that is in human nature that makes them go to restaurants and like god damn it they promised me mongolian beef and i want authentic mongolian cuisine And then you go in, and you're like, oh, it's a chain restaurant. It's not that great. A lot of cooks going in and out. Shifts change. Maybe they were good during lunch. Maybe during dinner, they ain't so great. I know you and I worked at a restaurant once where the day shift was way better than the night shift. Hey. As far as food quality. Yeah, you heard me. (laughs) Nah. Nah, you're right. (laughs) You worked with us from time to time, and you got to see, oh, this is how this place is supposed to be ran. You guys did have a lot of pizzas. A lot more pizzas than we had to make. Yeah, man. But when we would throw in that new style, like, was anybody doing that on the night shift? No. We would blast Primus at you, belittle you a little bit, and give you delicious pizza. Yep. Indeed. And so it's like the experience somebody's going to get then... Then it's like, man, I couldn't make it, so I want to go to that same restaurant a couple hours later. You know? They're going to have a wildly different experience. That that actually happened to me. Like, I took somebody to Pizza Plus, and you and Jason weren't working. It was like, they were playing Primus, (laughs) and they, like, roasted me. It was awesome. And then we get there, and it was just like, you know, Q92 and boring shit. (laughs) You almost made me spit take with that. Nice. <laughs> they were playing Primus. They roasted me. It was fucking. And this nobody. Some people don't understand how awesome that is at a food place you go to. It, 
it makes me think of two Seinfeld episodes right off the bat. One, of course, being the soup Nazi. Yep. Everybody knows that episode. It's just like if you get berated a little bit at this awesome spot, you're like, oh, it's like makes the food better almost. <laughs> but then another episode I think of is, do you remember the one where George um, meets like he has a picture of his dead wife? Or no, it's like a, a model, but he's pretending it's his dead wife. So he gets access into this club. And it's like all these models and they just like treat him so good. And it's an incredible place. And he just goes there and then he tries to bring Kramer or Jerry to it. And it's just an empty warehouse. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like, I swear, <laughs> I swear it was here. There was, there was the couch. And it's like all that shit. Mm. I just pictured that when you were telling that story. It's just like they were blasting Primus. They made fun of me. They even they slap me around a little bit with the fucking cheese only slice, and then I come in here. It's Q ninety two. What's happened? What the? Yeah. No, I swear it's not just another Mormon pizza place. It's not. Come on, Jerry. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, it's the big time. <laughs> it's the best. But. That being said, we know we it it's also that Louis C.K. bit, man. It's uh Yeah, I know he's dead now. Horrible masturbation accident. Too bad. He he once said that uh people use the word oh man, what word was it? Try not to use the internet too much unless I have to. Uh, it's like incredible or amazing or like this, these wings are amazing. And you're like, are they? It's just like, they're not. You're using an overly descriptive word for how those wings taste. Yeah. Or like if wings taste epic, like, no, they don't. Nothing you eat tastes epic. It's not a tasteable flavor. Epic is like you, you defended your father from a demon on top of a mountain and defended his honor and slayed the demon. That's epic. It has to take like several pages to describe in written form. Mm hmm. Well, and like, uh, you know, it's like how the news media is. I know we always like to trash the news media a little bit. I think they deserve it and they can take it. We're part of it, really, if you think about it. It's true. Low scale, but we'll get into that. But the point being is like you know the headline that you see with people where they say that so and so demolishes John Stewart or John Stewart obliterates Tucker Carlson. Yeah. And then you're like obliterates and then you read the article and you're like but that's what made you click is the obliterate. And it's a cheap fucking move. And I notice also, I'm just like on this uh, call out thing with these ratings and whatever, which we're going to get into our own ratings later. But IGN.com, do you follow them? A little bit. They recently gave a new Loki series episode five out of ten. Oh, yeah. And it was unanimous, unanimously like... Everybody's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? 
might not be a 10, you know, you seesaw between a 7 and 10, but a 5, like, go fuck yourself. Damn. And then, like, a little bit later, I can't remember exactly what it was, but they gave it a 9, and it was like, no, it isn't. You're fucking (laughs) lying. And just like, but that's what it is. That rage that I feel boiling up now as I talk about it, that's what gets people to get on the article, angry react, put their little post, and it gets some clicks and it gets some traffic, and that's all they care about. Exactly. They're just stirring the pot. All these articles you see on the internet where somebody's just like, did you actually notice the controversial part in the new Disney movie? Like, nothing controversial happened in a Disney movie. There was all these articles about Loki saying that he's bisexual, and the moment in the episode was, he's just like, have you ever found love? And he's like, well, you know, it's, you find it here and there, it's a little complicated. As I imagine it is for you, he's talking to a multiverse version of of himself. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah. It's just this little nod, like, yeah, maybe I suck a dick from time to time, whatever. And then they move on. They don't even say anything beyond that. And yet that's the clickbait bullshit. Five stars. It was incredible. What a brave moment. One star. These pieces of shit are ruining my country. The values would bear. They're trying to get our kids. When we all know most things are a 7 out of 10. Most things are a 3 or 4 star. Okay. Eh. Yep. That wasn't the most incredible woke moment in a Marvel Cinematic Universe multiverse television show on Disney+. Plus. It was just like, yeah, it's nice. Nice, Loki. Nice. I hope you suck that dick one day. You know what? Maybe it's a clit. What do I know? Isn't it funny that clit seems like a dirtier word than dick? Yet it's clearly the more beautiful thing. Really? Think about it. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're both about a 7 out of 10 on the appearance deal. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only reason the clit's more pretty than the dick is that it's it's less presumptuous. It doesn't like put itself out there and get in the way like a dick does. True. It you know, it's under the little hood kind of hangs out. It's like, let me know if you need me. See, I think we need to rate everything how we rate movies by art and vibe. And then they pretty much just cancel each other out. And get to about a three or four star or a seven. Yeah. Usually. But we will get into a film that is both five star vibe, five star art. Indeed. But with that, do you have anything coming out? Uh, I do not have any musical updates at this time what about you well all i would say that just in case this is your first episode check out the highline drifters um check out the three sons what's the name of that album again i haven't thought about it in a minute take me back take me back take me back by the three sons um distributed currently by turtleneck records 
on Spotify. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, give your boy Kellen some love. And uh, there's a new track by Gamma Pie. I mentioned it last week, but I'll go ahead and mention it again. Uh, Bernard's Bodie, B O D H I. Without the Zatva. Yeah. Bodhivista, Bodhisattva, like I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's becoming your oneness, your your Zen consciousness. And uh, if you remember, we talked about a movie, Point Break, where one character is named Bodhi, and that's exactly uh-huh. what they're talking about. He's like the Zen surfer, and then Keanu Reeves is Johnny Utah. So the opposite of anything <clears throat> like that. Excuse me. Exactly. Well, Bernard's Bodie by Gamapa, our new single off of our new EP that's going to come out called Theep. T-H-3-3-P. You know, 3-E-P, the third EP. Derp, derp. But if you look up T-H-3-3-P, it's actually this really weird concept that I couldn't even break down for you off the top of my head. But obviously, Chucky, our guitar player, was like, look at all this lore. (laughs) It's just like, hey, all right, three. It was uh, totally Chucky's idea. So if you don't like that title, feel free to write Chucky at fuckyoushucky at (laughs) gmail.com. Kidding. I love the title. Anyway, that's everything that's coming out. Nice. And with that, what are you drinking? Oh boy. Now, you might have noticed four noises. Don't call the bambalance yet. Because these are all empty cans. I just wanted to shout out Weldworks. They've been Ooh. fucking killing it lately. I went into the local liquor spot. There's a lot around Fort Collins and Colorado in general. But, mm-hmm. uh, oh my God. Wilbur's is the usual one, but this is Mulberry Max. And you can get the individual cans. I just don't see them as much at the other spot, but whatever. And so rather than getting a four pack of one flavor, I just let me grab four randomly. So, nice. I'm not drinking any of these. I'm doing my usual gin and Kroger's grapefruit seltzer. Oh. But Weldworks released the Captain's Club, which is a tropical sour brewed with passion fruit, coconuts, macadamia nuts, and macadamia nut honey. What the fuck? I know. Stupid fucking good. Then there's the Triple Berry Cheesecake Berliner. Jesus. A Berlin-style sour ale. Brewed with nearly 2,000 pounds of blueberry, raspberry, and strawberry puree, milk sugar, and cheesecake. God. <laughs> Number three. Bam Bam Rubble Rubble. Sour Weed Ale. It is brewed with... Fruity rice cereal, strawberry, milk sugar, vanilla, and marshmallow. Who are these people? They're geniuses. God damn. 
And then my personal favorite out of the four, the Captain's Club was a close first. But number four is a watermelon cotton candy sour, sour wheat ale brewed with cotton candy, milk sugar, watermelon juice. That's everything I love in one beer. So, they're located in Greeley, Colorado, which is right next to Fort Collins. Next time you come out, we're going to go visit. It's going to be like going to a fucking Wonka's factory. Jesus, yeah. Right now we're making our hamburger stout. (laughs) Yeah, and it tastes just like a cheeseburger. You're like, fucking A. It's a delicious cheeseburger. Nice. Because that's all I can say about all of these, is that you read the ingredients, and you drink it, and you're like, well, fucking A. They did it. I kind of just drank a cheesecake. That does taste like the Flintstones. Yep. And uh, as far as the artwork on all of them, the Captain's Club and Watermelon Cotton Candy is also my favorite. I don't know what they do exactly for their art, but some of them are really appealing. Some are a little too chaotic for my taste, but that's just me. Uh, What are you sipping on? I got one from Proper Brewing in Salt Lake. It's called the Blizzard Wizard. From deep within an ancient mountain stronghold, a flurry of hops hangs in enchanted suspension. What sorcery is this? According to legend, the blizzard wizard works his magic by culling hops one by one, summoning forth flavors and aromas both bright and citrusy for a truly spellbinding brew. He then conjures soft drifts of wheat from a generous dry hop, casting his final charm for a crisp finish. This pale ale may be hazy, but the signs are clear. This is the elixir you have been seeking. Right? That needs some serious backtrack. Fucking A. Yeah, I just, I felt it. Yeah, it's a If you hate the backtrack to the beer descriptions, write us at fakoshka at gmail.com. So I can put it in the trash. (laughs) No, I'll read it. But, uh... That sounds pretty tasty. What do you think of the flavor? Well, it is really good. It's a tasty IPA. It's way different than most IPAs. Like, not as... As much as it sounds like from that description, it's actually not that hoppy. Or kind of like a malty flavor, but I really like it. Well, and not just to... Believe me, Weldworks is not sponsoring us. We are not worth sponsorship yet. Even though we have thousands of emails sitting in our email account. Yeah. Um, that's what I love about Weldworks, though, is that they'll name things Triple Berry Cheesecake Berliner. It's like, there's no whimsical, weird little name to it. It's just like, this is what you're going to drink. Yeah. And they're just like, fucking A. That's kind of what I like. About- I mean, obviously, Bam Bam Rubble Rubble. They're yeah. like, this is like, it makes you think cereal, and you look at the label and you see a cereal box. So you're like, okay. But it's like, it's a weird combo, so we're not going to nail it down. The Captain's Club is a great name. Yeah, passion fruit, coconuts, macadamia. You know, like, suddenly they're getting a little like, well, give it a name. But then the other one, watermelon, cotton, candy, sour. 
That's what you're getting, motherfucker. Like they just punched you and said what they just gave <laughs> you the punch with. Yeah, that's true. And that's what sucked about purchasing the four individual ones is it's like, well, I got to let Shocky try these. And so I was like, Sharon have. And then you just like, ah, it's so drinkable. God damn it. And you just finish it so quick. Yep. But it's like, it's incredible. So, nice. shout out to Weldworks, man. I love them. Everything that I've being, had from them. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. That being said, um, I wanted to introduce kind of a new concept to the Jacob Wayne show. It might deserve its own sting. I'm not totally sure yet. Um, but we talk about the brews we drink on the show or, you know, throughout the week. I thought, let's start talking about a little bit of the food we've been doing. So, um, let's, uh, cook it up. Eh? Eh, cook it up. (laughs) All right. I don't know. We have a meth segment now. (laughs) But, uh, what's something you made this week? That was either like a classic recipe that you usually make that you've just really refined that you're willing to expose to the people or something new that you tried that you were really impressed by. Or a new restaurant. If you don't got a new dish, new restaurant, new dish you tried, anything like that. Well, I did uh, make up some bulgogi which i have been making for a couple of years now korean um, cuisine yes yeah mm. so um i can't i can't even like remember my exact recipe like it's, it's all good i i know it's got like some soy sauce and a little bit of brown sugar and some other there's some uh toasted sesame oil that kind of thing some rice vinegar um mm-hmm. and gochujang Always a favorite. Uh, but the main mm-hmm. thing that really really makes it happen is uh, you get a, you put it all in a food processor and you throw in a pear and uh, an onion. Mm. And the pear apparently has some kind of acid in it or something that really tenderizes that meat real nice. And a sweet, tender pear will totally weaken your meat. Yeah, it'll give you good bulgogi. Uh, the gochujin sauce like I can't remember exactly how to say it Um, we recently started making these Korean chicken wings in the air fryer and it's similar you gotta have a little bit of soy sauce some rice vinegar gochujang Um, you know you, you can mess around I think at that point with like whatever spices like pepper or salt that you want. Yeah. But uh, then you do some green onions uh, minced on top of it. And what we recently did is this bagel seasoning. It's like everything, bagel? all the stuff on top of a bagel, but it's just not for a bagel. It's like all like uh, sesame seeds and things like that. Yeah. And you put that on top of the chicken wings at the very end with the Cut up green onions. God damn. It's delicious, man. And so I think Korean cuisine, um, there was an amazing restaurant in our hometown called Korean Barbecue. 
where the guy oh, was yeah. a total asshole. <laughs> but so mean. Th- that being said, years later, I always think about it and I'm like, did was he really an asshole or did he have so many like redneck motherfuckers coming into his restaurant? They're like, I'll have the chicken. And the thing I learned way later than I should have with Korean cuisine is that you kind of have the main meat you choose, from what I understand. And then you have all these side dishes. Mm-hmm. So then you're basically getting a meal for the whole table, like four people. We're like, all right, we're going to have the bulgogi beef. And then they bring that out. Even some places let you barbecue it yourself, kind of like a hot oh, pot. Yeah. And then they just bring out all these side dishes like uh, kimchi, of course, and... You know, like, uh, I, I wish I knew the names of them. Now that I realize, like, what I'm talking about, I don't remember the names, but so many dishes of delicious stuff. Like, here's this little fried oh, yeah. bread thing. Here's this cucumber thing. And, you know, little sautéed onions. And it's incredible. And so I feel like when we were going in there, we're just like, oh, the bulgogi chicken to go. And this, I always wondered, like, maybe he was always a dick, but maybe, like, the lady in the back, which it was a lady. I'm not just assuming. Like, yeah. she's just like, I never get to make my meal. <laughs> just like, ah, like, that's so tragic to me. Yeah. But I've, I've heard stories of other friends that loved the restaurant. Um, There was a little, like, Asian grocery right next to the restaurant so you could walk into the next spot and get whatever you needed. He always watched Um, me because he thought I was going to steal something. Well, he had that vibe, but I remember I think Shockey was one of them where he's like, he came into that store enough that eventually he uses like, hello. And it was just congenial with Shockey once when he went in there and he's just like, oh my god. (laughs) I got the approval. (laughs) And man, so anyway, like their spicy beef bulgogi was incredible. That got me through my college years. And it it does make me sad that that spot's gone. I uh, took some dates there. They were confused, but me and the old man looked at each other like, huh? Huh? There you go. He he just said, fuck you. I like yeah, he just didn't say anything. He just like walked up to you and held like had his pen out. And was like, he said fuck you with you. his eyes so well. Yeah. Very good. So well. <laughs> but uh on another food thing, I uh I have to look this up actually to even No I no I don't. I don't need to look it up actually. So I, I came up with a bizarre creation the other night. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was talking to you about how I have this habit of, you know, I'll have dinner, then drink a couple drinks, and then the drinks give me the munchies so much that I end up cooking more stuff, and then I'm overeating. So I'm like, well, just start with the drinks, and then when I'm, like, ravenous, cook up whatever. So what I did is I was going through the ingredients I had in the fridge. I had pork chorizo, shredded chicken, garlic naan bread and some cilantro so the first night Mm. 
I cooked up the pork chorizo and chicken and put it on the garlic naan, a little bit of cilantro. Incredible. What nice. I looked up, there's like this tostada, um, kind of like, san- or well, yeah, whatever tostada is exactly, I don't know for sure. But, you know, you get tomato and cheese and it's more of a Mexican dish. Uh-huh. Um, but what I picked up from that was like getting some plain yogurt and cilantro and mincing up the cilantro and putting that together. So then it almost is like more like a euro. So you have this plain yogurt, minced cilantro, chorizo, pork, chicken. Interesting. In a garlic naan bread. And I'm telling you, when you come down here, I'm making you one. And All right. I put it out there like, what else goes with this? Because that's the template. It needs other stuff, right? But... You know, uh, cubed tomato would be good. Somebody yeah. said hummus. I'm like, yeah, okay, hummus would be good. That um, could work. Pickled onions was one I heard more than once. It was like, all right, mm. I gotta try that out. Um, ginger. There's uh, mm. cucumber. That one. I was all like, right. Okay. Yeah. So what I think I'm going to try next is tomato, cucumber, pickled onion, if I can find it and or make it, and like mince that up and mix that all together, almost like the pear thing. Yeah. And then like a puree almost, and put that on there top. And, and I love it because it's using Indian food ingredients, Mexican food ingredients, and yeah, with the yogurt and stuff, it's almost like a euro in presentation and also that ingredient. So I don't know what to call it. I feel like I'm stum- I've am i stumbled onto new ground. Yeah, I don't know. They have been, uh, non-burritos have been, been a thing yeah, Okay, now. okay. So you could call it that, I guess. Hmm. Non-euro. Southwest non-euro. I was actually thinking, like, you know, it's basically is that Ziki sauce anyways. Like, that'd be good in there, too. Ziki sauce? I don't know about that. That Ziki sauce is the sauce that's on Euros. And it's just is like, a, it is sauce? a yogurt yogurt and something else. It's just not cilantro. It's like a different, uh, I can't remember what it is. Yeah. All right, man. That's what we got to do. When you come out, we're going to cook up a big old pot of the chicken and pork chorizo. And then we're going to have all these like little things you can throw in. So we each at least get two. One's just kind of standard, like this is delicious. And then like, what would you add? Yeah. Yeah, man. It'll be fun. Sounds good to me. And with that, this is almost like a weird news segment, but not really, because it's not weird. It's just a different culture. Something we're not used to. But I did want to get into this article. Uh, Pizza Hut, Taiwan. So Pizza Hut, Taiwan specifically, unleashes cilantro century egg pig's blood cake pizza. Whoa. Yeah. So first of all, I just wanted to say before I get into this, have you ever heard of century egg or pig's blood cake? 
I've heard of blood cakes, but I haven't heard of the century egg? No. Okay. Well, this century egg, if I can find this here, I had to pull some of this up. It's basically just a preserved egg, but it's also called a thousand-year-old egg. Okay, yeah, I've heard Pied of that. And obviously probably not a thousand years. I mean, who are we kidding? But preserved egg. And then the Ju Shui Gao, or the hog blood cake, or pig blood Ooh. cake. Um, that is blood pudding served on a stick. And it's usually in street food in Taiwan during the night markets, which we'll get into in a minute. Yeah. Um, the alternative name is black cake. It's made with steamed pork blood, sticky rice, and then coated in peanut powder and coriander with dipping sauces. Ooh. And I remember trying this once. And one of the major things I realized was stuff that seemed a little skittish to me first time leaving America, like trying chicken's feet and pig blood cake and durian fruit, all that stuff. Uh-huh. was just that so much of it is texture that like will throw me off. The taste is like, yeah, it tastes pretty solid. Like the taste never really bothered me, but the only thing that would make me like seem like I'm being too, I don't know, is just the texture. So yeah. the black cake or the pig's blood cake is just, it's so tough and like really like, sticky and hard to consume i'm sure there's a whole approach that people really get into yeah and and i remember when i was in wilderness when i was a troubled youth part of our food packet they'd give us powdered milk and tang and one of the best treats down there was to combine the two and you just put it on your spoon and you have the powdered milk and you like suck on it a little bit to like malt it up a little bit. Yeah. And then you dip it in the tang. And then it was just like a delicious little treat. It was like dessert. Orange Julius. Yeah. But if you started your first week in wilderness eating that, you're like, this is terrible. This is fucking yeah. disgusting. <laughs> like, but Week five, week six, you're like, this is my fucking treat. Treat of the week. So whatever that means, I don't know exactly what that means, but I definitely think human beings are amazing in terms of acclimation. And the things you get used to. Like, people love tapioca pudding, and the texture of that still bothers me. But I don't mind a tapioca ball in Jinju Naicha which is what I would get at the Taiwanese night markets. Get yeah. some bubble milk tea, jinju nai cha, and some uh, la uh, ji, like spicy chicken, fried chicken. I think there's a word I'm missing. But oh, just get nice. this like piece of fried chicken which with incredible spices on it and just so much better than, like say, something you get at KFC or whatever. Yeah. And you get that, and you're Jinju Nai Cha, and I'm like, this is my favorite meal 
at the Taiwanese night markets. I would go just about every night and get that. But, you know, you have your stinky tofu, your pig's blood cake, century eggs. But I'll get back to this story. Following a pattern of combining local Taiwanese ingredients in new and unusual ways, Pizza Hut has announced that it is releasing a new dish called the Cilantro Century Egg Pig's Blood Cake Pizza. Let me read that to you real quick in my Mandarin because I need to work on it. It's Cheng Sai, which is coriander, cilantro, whatever. Pidan, thousand-year-old egg. Chu Shui Gao is the pig blood cake. And pizza. Pizza. So... Hmm. One thing to learn about Chinese is that if there's a word that didn't exist thousands of years ago, since it's an over 5,000-year-old language, you have a word like pizza that shows up, they'll just find two characters that sound like it and combine them, and like that's, that's pizza. Ah, so nice. you have pizza, it's the third tone B, fourth tone Sa, and pinyin. And huh. if you separate them out, B is to compare, like in comparison, than. And Tsa is a Buddhist gods or immortals. This is according nice. to mdbg.net. So, B Tsa. You would like, so it's a Buddhist god? No, not at all. Don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. Confusing, right? A little, but I... Yeah, yeah, I think you get it. And, you know, English in its own little ways is very confusing as well. But uh, yeah. that's... I I think, and if you disagree, write us at fakoshka at gmail.com, um, that, you know, when you watch shows where it's almost become a trope where they have the Chinese... the Englishman or the... American man trying to speak Chinese and he does it terribly. He's like, I want the bike cheese on top of the hippo blood. <laughs> and then the guy just looks at him like, what? It's all because Chinese has that tonality to it. If I say B, 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 it's all different shit. Yeah. So Americans just tonality is it's more of like an attitude. It's not going to affect your words. So it's like, Water means this should Ka. My name is Bujeka or Jacob. It's the name they gave me in Chinese class. But if I was like, Water means this should Bujeka, then I'm riding on top of a hippo looking for blood. Like, there you go. You're going to fuck it up if you just come in with your swag. So I always felt like I was doing a stereotypical voice. And I felt kind of like bad about it. I was like, I don't want to <laughs> feel like I'm doing an impersonation. But you're like, it's not really. It's how the language works. But obviously, yeah. there's a way to do the voice and be an offensive piece of shit, which I know, you know, South Park does an amazing, hilarious voice that these days, eh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. It's still pretty <laughs> funny. All I will say is just that the way they put it and something I observed myself, like when you travel over there, they're already dealing with your silly ass. So 
it's almost like if you came up to them, if they came up to you trying to offend you and were just, as Trey and Matt put it, they're like, arba, 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 arba. <laughs> you'd just be like, what? <laughs> like, you'd just be confused. Yeah. But obviously, everybody in the United States is a little sensitive, which I'm not saying is completely unfounded. There's definitely truth to that. But yep. this pizza... The cilantro century egg pig's blood cake pizza. In recent years, Pizza Hut and Domino's have marketed a number of eclectic pizza flavors based on foods and beverages popular in Taiwan, such as pearl milk tea, jinjun lai cha, durian, strawberry stinky tofu, zongzi, and spicy hot pot. At noon on Tuesday, June 29th, so this is an old story, uh, Pizza Hut Taiwan on its Facebook page unveiled its latest concoction. In its post, Pizza Hut wrote that although preserved eggs, pig's blood cake, and cilantro may all seem to clash, once melted mozzarella cheese ties them together, the explosion in your mouth is better, better than you had imagined. Ooh. The pizza company added that the cilantro is grown by small farmers in Yunlin County, and is complemented by peanut powder, also from the southern Taiwanese county. A brave Netsian who tried the pizza on the first day shared his experience on the Facebook group Baoyuan Kamun 2.0. He described himself as a fan of both century eggs and pig's blood cake, but was perplexed why the two combined into a pizza would be so disappointing. However, others who commented below his point liked the new flavor, it's really not that bad. I don't think it tastes bad. Another person said, Is it just me who thinks it's delicious? Hmm. I'm going to change the voice on that one. Is it just me who thinks it's delicious? <laughs> Another comment <laughs> said, Come. Is you great big fat person? <laughs> you size 13? All right, sorry. Um, another felt it was not flavorful enough and found that adding Dongchun chili sauce made it zestier. Ooh. When asked for his take on the new pizza, Taiwanese actor Aaron Yan described it as Michelin level. I'm not sure what that huh. even means, but this like prompted some... I, that's what I thought. This prompted some Netzians to suspect that he had been paid by the company to promote the new product, but he denied any deal with Pizza Hut, saying, I really don't even get a dime. And he posted some pictures. And, oh, and I'll tell you what, man, I'm an adventurous pizza eater. I will try just about anything. And so, not as to rip off another show that I love, the Josh Potter show. They had a I think it was almost two episodes worth of an arc where they had a pizza toppings draft, like the NFL draft. Oh, nice. And then they just went one for one with the guys in their studio and him. And they just voted for what toppings they'd pick. So we're not going to rip that off. We're not going to go back and forth on it. But uh, I did want to ask you that, like, they basically came up with some interesting stuff like and it really fit their personalities you'd be like oh he basically made a magritte pizza and this guy did like the 
uh, Supreme Pizza. And this guy did, like, it's all meat, baby, with a little bit of jalapeno. So let me ask you, if you only have three toppings for a pizza, what do you throw Ooh. on it? I know it sounds weird, but it's it's a pizza I always get at the place you can get it at. Uh, meatball, garlic, cashew. Hmm. Why the cashew? Dude, the the factory pizza has it, and it is so good. It's it's bomb mm. on pizza. They sit up on top and get a little roast on them. Oh, they're tasty. And it combines well with the other things, like garlic yeah. and the peanuts for sure. Yeah, just because of like Thai food. Like, what kind of a flavor does it have? What would you compare it to? I don't know. It's like kind of a classic just italian flavors really just that cashew gives it that nice nuttiness you know the garlic meatballs marinara and cheese all are all just pretty standard tasty pizza flavors but the cashew gives it this nice little sweet twist it's really good gotta give it that good nut exactly cashew it's a good one try it if you if a place has it, try it out. It's good. Um, my go-to is always jalapeno pineapple, and the meat is what fluctuates. I don't feel like I've completely committed to uh, the third topping and what the meat is. Sometimes it's bacon, and I think that might be the one that ultimately wins out. But mm-hmm. jalapeno pineapple chicken, you know, it's a little more fresh. Yeah, but I, uh, I've never some people that. would do the pepperoni and jalapeno pineapple. And I was like, okay. Yeah. But I, I feel like the pepperoni clash is a little too much. It's a little too much of an Italian dish. If you're going to get pepperoni, almost just get a plain pepperoni or like pepperoni sausage, something like that. Dude, that's what I've always thought. I don't really like pepperoni with too much other stuff. And I do like the pineapple jalapeno. But I yeah, I don't like putting other stuff with it. Like... Just those two things is so good. When you visited, have we ever done Mamaroni's? No, I don't think so. All right, we'll uh, we'll get the cheese bread and our our standard Mamaroni's pizza. Like, you know, Crazy Carl's is amazing. Yeah. Like, it does a lot of cool, unique, great stuff. And you could make that pizza if you wanted to. But it's just the mm-hmm. quality of the ingredients at Mamaroni's. It's a little pricier, but it's just, wow. I, you feel a little better after eating it. Yeah. That's all I can really say about it. Um, that being said, too, I also made another dish at home. Um, I recently discovered, I can't remember if we talked about these, uh, chickpea... Pizza that the dough huh. is made out of chickpeas. Okay. So I know a, a fad kind of lately has been cauliflower, cauliflower crust, but most people I talk to don't think it tastes that great. And I still need to try it, but I've kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. But chickpeas, I, I love chickpeas. I'm all over it. So I got yeah. one of these. It's a. Uh, Roasted veggie pizza made from chickpeas. And there you go. 
you know, I knew it was going to be tasty by itself, but I, was, I wasn't satisfied. So I got ham and I chopped it up into little cubes and got some Gouda cheese and cilantro. Again, one of my favorite ingredients. If you ain't into it, just don't put it on. But then threw that in the air fryer and mm. then at the end put banana sauce on it. This uh, banana sauce from, I believe, the Philippines. It's kind of like a banana ketchup. Damn. And it's, it's stupid good. Nice. So that's another thing I'm going to have to make for you when you're down here. The other option, of course, you just switch out the ham with chicken, but both are amazing. Oh, boy. Yeah. So I don't know, man. We almost got a full hour. Uh, anything else you want to really get into? This could just be a food episode. Indeed. I mean, we did uh, cover a lot of ground there just on that. <laughs> you know, and all those, uh, I was going to say, all those new crusts and stuff, I think are mostly for, like, gluten uh, mm-hmm. intolerance. So Well, also if you're doing the ketogenic thing. Or yeah, that too. So That stuff. But yeah, apparently they are tasty. I like a lot of that stuff. Like uh, the cauliflower wings. I, I don't mind those at all. Those, those are, tasty. are tasty. I like that shit. So, thing I don't I don't think I've talked about it on the show. A thing that we deal with in my family is like diverticulitis. If you don't know what it is, go look it up. If you want me to explain it, write us at fakoshka at gmail dot com. But uh, basically, it's this inflammation in your colon, and you don't get to eat whatever you want without it acting up. Uh-huh. It's and it's a unique weird little thing, but recently I've needed to adjust my diet like and a lot of it is cut down on heavy carbs or you know, basically Cheez-Its, chips, a lot of heavy bread, all that stuff. Um intermittent fasting is good with it too. Just don't have so much stuff always going through your system at all times of the day, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um but so I've, that's kind of why I've been messing with the keto thing and intermittent fasting. And the thing is, I'm a creature of pleasure. I love pleasure. pleasure. I love to try all the things and the different cuisines and the different vibes and different thighs. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. Like, I want to try it. So I love that. People have, you know, innovated as much as they have with the different crusts. It's like, nah, yeah, tradition's great, but here's a chickpea flour, cauliflower um, crust, or so on and so forth. Or like a zucchini noodle, you know, like, amazing. Indeed. And it, it can keep me eating more or less the stuff I always loved. Yeah, it doesn't taste exactly like the thing I loved. But that being said, the older you get, sometimes you get on that more super sugary rich stuff. You're like, man, like that's too much. One bite, I'm done. Yeah. Like that's like as a little kid, you're like, yeah. Like I remember taking the chocolate syrup out of the fridge and just 
into my mouth. Yeah, just get a whole mouthful of that, and you're just like, mm, sugary chocolate. Like Frosted Flakes, I can't even imagine eating this now. I'd probably just start start writhing on the floor. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. A, a thing I want to do, and once again, when you visit, we might have to do this. We need to go get some whole milk and whatever oh. cereal you love and wake up on Saturday and watch cartoons. I'm in for that. Yeah, man. Just like, it's breakfast today. I thought you were going to say Bailey's instead of whole milk, but yeah, man. Nah, we'll drink later. We'll we'll be like, fucking hey, that's a lot of sugar. Give me some... <laughs> give me some alcohol and coffee. We'll become yeah. adults later, but for about an hour or two, we're going to watch some cartoons and uh, listen to that. What are you going to grab? What's your cereal? Um, fucking hey, dude. So many. Nice. Lucky Charms. Um... The the berry oh, non brand, not marshmallow mateys. Dude, if we're gonna do this, we're getting on brand. Okay, we're going big. We're going classy. Captain Crunch Berries. I love Crunch. Yeah, berries. Cr- Crunch Berries. Yeah, that was one. Um, oh. actually, you know what my favorite cereal is? What's that? I'm gonna give you three guesses. Are we in the and same vein? And then I'm. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to guess you. Guess yours. Okay. And uh, if you guess it, the other person has to drink. Okay, so we were talking about crunch berries, so give me a hot or a colder. Let's go uh, golden crisp. Cold. Damn it. Fruity pebbles. One I really love, but in comparison to my favorite, cold. Damn, what is it? Just like straight up Cheerios? I'm not going to count that as one. It is deceptively healthier. Cashy? What is that? Cashy? What's cashy? I don't even know. It's just like grains grabbed from a field. You have to let it soak in your milk for hours. (laughs) It's uh, Crispix. Oh, shit. I forgot about those. I fucking love them, dude. Because they're so crunchy. And yet the structure of the little thing, like when it gets a little soggy, it still maintains a little bit of a crunch and it maintains its structural integrity. And it's not too sweet because I'm a fan of cornflakes too. Like don't do shit to them, just eat cornflakes. Yeah. And there's something about a Crispex. It's like, and then people are like, well, there's another one that's like similar to it, but I'm like, fuck that. I can't even remember what it is. But yeah, it's like little wheat um, pillow that oh, has yeah. like air in the middle. Yeah, Just, those are oh good. Oh my god. Yeah, I love it. So yours. See, mine you is... uh, Count Chocula fan? Oh, I did like that one, but no, that's not my favorite. But it's not hot I... or cold. I'm gonna I'm gonna say say cold because mine is is on the healthier side. It's not as healthy as yours, probably. Raisin bran. No, I did like the not the not the raisin bran. I like the raisin bran crunch a lot though. 
but not not oh, my favorite. Okay, too. So is that hot or cold? That one's getting close. You're getting you're getting warm. Frosted mini wheats. Also good, but no. Shit. <laughs> I what gotta go with uh, honey bunches of oats. Uh, God damn it. Yep. I got. I tried. I tried to think you were gonna go with something obscure, but no. You're a no. man of tradition. I like that one. I like if the something's commercials. good. You you respect it. Yeah, I'll go with it. Yeah, it's Beethoven. What the fuck? Ugh, you're right. All right, I'll drink. <laughs> well, shit, we got it. Another drinking game. It was a quick one. Um, I mean, unless you wanted to do a quick chat in movies, we could do that, or we just call it good, and this is just the food episode. I mean... We don't even have to call it a full chat in movies, but we did talk about a movie, and we should just talk about at least that movie because we, Let, we let's let's do it. let's do chat in movies. Mine's really quick, and we'll okay. wrap up the whole thing. So we're chatting movies. That's a nice little clip. Oh, yeah. That took me almost an hour. God damn. I know. Okay. So what's this movie you got, sir? I'll prep up my stuff real quick, and there's one we watched together. and Yeah, so the one I watched, that uh, it's a real quick one, and I'm interested to see if you've even seen it. It's a mm. little HBO mockumentary called seven days in hell have you I haven't even heard of it oh What's my that god about? it's a it's about a tennis match that goes on for seven days <laughs> and you just gotta watch it man well it's, i it's like hilarious. details it's Didn't andy samberg uh, okay yeah, yeah 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 it's got all kinds of other dudes uh Kit Harrington, Will Forte, Fred Armisen, um, you know, like uh, Serena Williams is in it. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. It's a great. It's like forty five minutes, so very very good. I wonder if I did watch this once. Um, the only reason I think that is that me and my buddy Devin, um. We love movies, and we also mm-hmm. love to drink. So we would sometimes, like if we had like a day just to do nothing, it's like, well, let's catch up on that new uh, thing that's out. And Devin's a huge fan of Andy Samberg. Oh. And so I remember we watched a mockumentary something with Andy Samberg. And the thing about that guy is, is that he could have easily made like three of these with different themes. Yeah. And so on and so forth. Like, 
An, a perfect companion piece to a movie we're going to talk about is uh, Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. Yes. Um, like, that's an amazing film within a certain um, structure and framework. And in a way, it's also a mockumentary. So, yeah, <clears throat> I do get a little lost with the mockumentaries he's made, but I think we might have watched this. That being said, we got day drunk way too early, drinking some malt liquors, Ooh. and uh, yeah, that was what I would do up in Seattle. I ain't proud of it, but it was a, it was a <laughs> fun phase. And you know what? Like, if it was this, it was funny. I remember the vibe. I don't remember any lines, but I remember the vibe. And if it was this, it was funny. Yeah. So Seven Days in Hell. It's great. Uh, Directed even... by Jake Szymanski. Szymanski. Don't know who that is. Narrated by John Hamm, who was the guy from an uh, old, or no, old. Mad Men. I was going to say Old oh, Men. Oh, yeah. Mad Men. I never watched Mad Men. Maybe I will eventually because it did seem to be well regarded. But John Hamm shows up in so many comedians' little things. And he plays straight so well. That, like, mm-hmm. shout out to John Hamm. He's funny as hell. For sure. Yep. But uh, that does lead into the movie we watched together. Um, I do feel it's a perfect companion piece with Pop Star and Never Stop Never Stopping because it's almost like the sequel in a yeah, way. Yeah, for sure. Um, we watched Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Hard. Well, so why don't you just uh, tell me what you think about that? It's just—it's so good. It's hilarious. It pokes fun at like every major like decade of music a little bit all kinds of fun mm-hmm. all I the... mean it's essentially structurally like the Johnny Cash movie um, if you could look that up real quick that would be awesome I can't remember the name of it I think it is something like hard or something like that. Walk the line, I think. Walk the line. Okay, yeah. Walk the line. And Walk then the Ray. Line hard. So there's the Ray biopic of Stevie uh-huh. Ray. Or not Stevie Ray. I can't remember his name. I never really listened to him all, I'll admit it. But uh when that whole moment where Dewey Cox's mom is like, You've gone smell blind, son. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he's not blind. He just can't smell anything. But it, like that's supposed to have any relevance yeah, to his musical journey. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the scene at the end where he's just like, smell that shit, baby. <laughs> just ridiculous. I can smell it. Oh, it's awful. I can smell it. <laughs> and... Now, those of you listening who haven't seen it, you're like, oh, he smells shit and that's funny. Like, what? what is this? Fucking uh, Dumb and Dumber? Which is another classic, how dare you? But 
It's like it's the story buildup. It's the fact that the whole film has been just like reminding you he's smell blind. He can't smell. Can't smell anything. <laughs> and then right at the end when he's like achieved his Zen state, his Bodhi, if you will. Yeah. He gets his smell back. And I mean, that last song, Beautiful Ride, legit yeah. makes me almost cry. It's good a song. really good song. Yep. And it's it's like it's beautiful, like and it's funny. But it's like I completely agree. And it just makes me think about my life and where I'm at and what I've already been through and people that yep. have moved on that I don't see anymore. And I'm like, God damn it. What a beautiful ending. It's such a good movie. Yeah. Five on vibe. Five on art. It and is. uh I know in our last episode we talked we made a reference to it. You said five thousand didgeridoos. That was ten thousand didgeridoos. <laughs> yeah. And then when we watched the film, we're like, it's fifty thousand didgeridoos. So many didgeridoos. Which if you think about it, just the way that the words hit your ear, fifty thousand is funnier than five hundred or ten. I don't know why. I can't explain it. <laughs> but uh that being said, seven days in hell, what's the vibe and the art rating for you? Oh man, I for me personally, I gotta get the give the vibe all the way up to five. I was I was I just loved it the whole time. It's just for that mockumentary vibe, but it doesn't nail that vibe. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh the art, you know, it's just a standard. Nothing you know, too special. Going the cinematography on. isn't crazy or anything, so we'll give that a good four, though. Good solid four. Okay. It accomplishes what it needs. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll I'll burn through these last four real quick. Okay. I've started my watch of Richard Donner movies, which rest in peace to Richard Donner. If you don't know who that is. Um, he passed away at a ripe old age in 91, I believe. Mm-hmm. Could have, be out by a couple of years, but he was in his 90s. And so he lived a good life. Like, it, it should just be pure celebration. It ain't tragedy. But the man is responsible for the whole Lethal Weapon series. He did Superman 1 and 2, even though they took two away from him and they had to release the Donner cut years later. Mm-hmm. Um, he's responsible for the Goonies. He's responsible for the Omen. And there's a lot of other great films like uh, Conspiracy Theory and Lady Hawk. And so some of those I haven't seen and some of them have been years, but I've already started my adventure into his filmography because Sadly, but luckily for me, he didn't have an overwhelming amount. So I'm able to kind of go through him pretty quickly. And I recently rewatched all of the Lethal Weapons. So that's fresh in my memory. Mm -hmm. And so if I have to do a solo episode coming up soon, I'm going to break down the top 10 Richard Donner films and 
Rest in peace to Richard Donner. Like Indeed. the old man Goonie. Rest in peace, Bretta. And the only other thing I'll say is I'm as I work from home doing random little things, I've been going through the event or not the Avengers movies. The MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Uh-huh. And last one I mentioned was Iron Man 2. So after that, I've seen The Avengers and Iron Man 3. All I will say there you go. is The Avengers, I liked it more than the first time I saw it. It deserves the credit it gets for blending three or four different film you know, series into one. It really is like a monumental moment in film history. And I gave it, you know, four and a half. It's almost five stars. There's some stuff that's a little clunky, predictable superhero movie about it. And that's the thing that I think people need to respect about the Marvel films is that they're meant for everybody. You're supposed to be able to watch it as a cynical motherfucker with your brother who's a little more religious watching it with his kid who's also religious. Like, it's yeah. it's a weird combo of people that you're all supposed to be able to watch this together with. And, you know, like, they might groan at one, like, I don't know. But it never pushes too hard. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember with family members when the dark knight came out and the joker killed people with a pencil and was talking about burning it all down they were like he's actually scary like they were really nervous about him <laughs> like what message yeah. is this sending to people and i'm like yeah, i don't know you're not wrong he's but he's effective right great villain exactly like you kind of almost agree with him he's like what uh, what? <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's like the Dark Knight, things like that are a little more complicated. Uh, Goodfellas, it's complicated. Gotta read into it. The Avengers, yeah, I'm gonna take my nephew to this. He likes Iron Man. And that being said, I give Vibe five stars, Art three. There's a lot of work that went into it, but like, it's all very safe. Very cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. Um, Iron Man 3. A lot of people don't like it that much. A lot of people deride it as one of the worst Marvel films that got put out. But mm-hmm. it was the first Iron Man that wasn't directed by John Favreau. It was directed by Shane Black, who's also responsible for Robert Downey Jr.'s revitalization in the great underrated film Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He's also the writer of Lethal Weapon, oddly enough. Oh. Is a, is a great writer. And I think this is one of his first opportunities at being a director. And I think he nailed it. Like, it's a hilarious movie. It's It's a total subversion of the superhero film structure while still having your one, two, three acts. Of what you need in a Marvel movie. Yeah. And I mean they had Iron Man's greatest villain. The Mandarin. 
in the comics turn out to be like an actor that they hired to have a brunt to seem like a Bin Laden type when behind the scenes it's this corporation trying to manipulate politicians and oil company executives. It's great. Nice. I remember seeing it in China like a you know, booted copy that wasn't that great. And I was like, this is awesome. But obviously I missed a lot of the spectacle. And so this is my first time actually watching it in a lot since then. And I was like, man, this is my favorite Iron Man movie. So I gave it five on vibe and five on art. There I fucking said it. Damn. Iron Man three is one of my favorite MCU movies. So if you want to fight about it, write us at fontkoshka at gmail.com. Yep. And that's all I got for chatting movies. Indeed. So well. with that, um, I think we have some, some fun concepts waiting for you in the, in the future. Um, am I going to need to do a solo episode while you're on your trip? No, I don't think so. Okay, cool, cool. Well, well, then we'll be having Kellen in the passenger seat, whatever it is here, the co-pilot, co-pilot Ooh. seat. Yeah, Putting you help make it what it is. Indeed. I can definitely feel, I haven't listened to him yet. The solo episodes where it's just me. Like, I'm like, I can feel myself get ranty. There's no anchor. Ah. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I'm sure that that leads to stuff you're not getting from episodes with just you and I. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's good to have you back, buddy. So, I want to keep it going. Um, But we got a lot of fun new things planned. We just got to connoiter them and figure it out. I'm hoping to get some more guests on kind of soon to give you some new flavors. Because... This Indeed. whole episode has been about cooking, right? Like, uh, what do you think this episode should be called? Hmm. I don't Something know. Probably food. about cooking. food, yeah. Cooking it up! Yep. <laughs> cooking with Jacob Way. Something Food Network... Like what are those like Food Network titles? Let's let's waste a couple minutes and look those up. Bam. Let's see. The most popular diners, drive-ins, and dives. No, we're not doing that one. That's probably the most popular one. Grocery games, cutthroat kitchen, good oh. eats. I love good eats. Um, cutthroat Wayne. The Iron Chef of Wayne. There you go. <laughs> because we talked about Iron Man too. There you go. All ties and together. Iron Chef was always one of my favorites. That's a fun one. And For it does sister. need the chef of. Can't just be Iron Chef Wayne. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Iron Chef of Wayne. Okay. 
And you know what? For a future sting for the food section, we can kind of like mock tribute the Iron Chef intro. I wonder how hard that would be to do. I think that intro is pretty just like epic, you know? Yeah, we can get all serious on the food and then it's just us being like, yeah, I put this stuff together in a pot and it tasted good. I like it. Could be our most dramatic sting yet. Then all right, that talking movies is pretty, pretty epic. Goddamn right it was. <laughs> I used it right. Iron Chef of Wayne, baby. Indeed. All right. Well, I'll see you next time, buddy. Sounds good. Y'all have a good one. Yep. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to The Jacob Wayne Show. If you would like to contact us, please write us at fakoshka at gmail.com. That is F-A-K-O-S-H-K-A at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Simply search The Jacob Wayne Show and it should pop right up. Make sure you like and subscribe and leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Please write us. It helps add content to the show and makes the show even better for you, the listener. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to